0: I was struck with almost, like, resistance because of all the times I was told that it's not possible. Right. But I had no choice. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, I guess I could have gone home, but that was not a choice in my reality. (laughs) So with the help of some of my teachers and mentors and other practicing herbalists at the farm I was living at and guru Google, I was researching how what herbs that we had available that we were growing in our gardens and that also were in our apothecary that i could use to help wean myself off these medicines and with that being said like it's always a back and forth and there that comes in that element of forgiveness too and balance because being so strict on yourself is sometimes detrimental to your situation and is not possible in certain environments and so I think just that level of balance and that acceptance and ability to come back to your values once you've strayed away from them is super important.
1: Hello, mates. Welcome back to another episode of The Pursuit of 20 Something with your host, me, Moore McEwen. I'm ecstatic to have you back. But if you're new to The Pursuit of 20-something, it's a podcast that aims to break the stigma that everyone has a common path to success. We are all so wonderfully unique and should use that to our advantages. Now, last episode I spoke with Callie Dunham. This episode will be part two of that. Though, before we get into that, I really want to just catch up on some things with you guys first. Numero uno, I just moved into my new place and it has me absolutely stoked out of this world it's just like i call it my little zen den and it's everything i ever wanted so far like this year i just like envisioned myself being in such a place like this and i really got it in all honesty i think i manifested the hell out of this place and it's coming together just perfectly um if you're not on my instagram i'll definitely be sharing some photos of it soon at lilmauradat, L-I-L-M-A-U-R-A-D-A-T. But continuing on, what am I reading? I mentioned uh, at the beginning of the summer I had a goal to finish six books. I did do that, but I'm going to tell you about some new ones, though I'm kicking off the school year. I just kicked it off uh, last week on Thursday, and reading textbooks is a completely full-time job. I mean, I have my nightly read, you know, a book I read in the, uh, before bed, but textbooks are a full-time job, and I know that those are going to be taking up a lot of my time this year, which I'm not upset about because the topics that I'm learning about in school this semester are really amazing, and I'm excited for them. But for first, a fiction book, The Floating Girl by Lo Patrick. If any of you guys know uh, Where the Crawdads Sing... It was mentioned to me by one of my favorite professors from high school, shout out Miss Hamburg. Um, The Floating Girl is kind of just like that book in all honesty. I mean, it's a different storyline, but you know, it's a girl in a swamp with a poor family, um, a murder mystery. It's really cool, actually. I'm really engaged in it at the moment. Uh, I'm also reading The Pursuit of Happiness. That was one of my top books this summer and it's basically this Western philosopher interviewing the Dalai Lama and kind of comparing the Dalai Lama's belief system with Western philosophy and it's been really cool and my other favorite so far is the mind-gut connection being a nutrition major and everything I really want to throw in some books that will you know pursue that passion and the mind-gut connection talks about how our gut is our second brain and kind of like the neurological connections between that. It's sciency, but it's definitely understandable to anyone, and I suggest anyone out there to read it because it just really shows you how much our body works together and what you're putting into your body really matters and how you treat your body really matters, um, furthering your brain connection. Uh, Yeah, and then also I really want to... (laughs) I... So I was supposed to study abroad this last summer, and my plans changed unexpectedly, but in order to graduate on time, I held all of my electives when I came to Arizona State because I wanted to be able to graduate on time and study abroad, so I'd hold all the, those electives to do study abroad. I didn't do the study abroad, so I'm in my senior year, baby, and I have a bunch of electives to do. So. Vibes, first of all. Second of all, one of them is yoga class and the class starts at seven thirty in the morning and it's just a beautiful way to start my day. It's twice a week and everyone in there is such vibes. Like you walk in, it was my first day today and everyone's like, Hi, like welcome in. Um, and everyone's just, you know, very awesome. I'm excited to go through that. It's asana yoga, so it's really getting into depth about, you know, yoga. okay also um I'm gonna hit one more thing and then I'm gonna tell you what mindset I've been working on my last thing is workouts so I don't know a point in my life where I wasn't working out with weights I've always worked out with weights I love it nothing wrong with weights actually they're amazing especially for your health strength workout and such but Moving into my new place, I really created a goal that I really want to do all body weight stuff. So I've just been doing a lot of long distance running. Oh, someone's texting me. Shout out Gretchen Cleanse, BFF. She just got back from a summer in Alaska guiding cave tours. Quite crazy, actually. We were writing each other letters all summer because she, uh, she was two hours away from any Wi-Fi or cellular connection. I was like sis wow like she's she's one of a kind guys but anyway yeah my workouts have been really cool i've been really enjoying just doing that the low impact on my body has been feeling really nice and refreshing so my mindset that i've been working on i'm just going to hit you with one statement and it's i do not create assumptions for the future rather i create goals for the future period Okay, jumping back into part two of having Callie on the podcast. Last episode, Callie touched on her roots, where she was from, her old mindset, and a humongous shift of perspective that she has had in life. If you haven't gotten the chance to listen to part one, I really suggest you go back and listen to that episode now. It's truly amazing, mind blowing. I love talking to Callie. She's so amazing to listen to, inspiring. Uh, part two here, it explores her journey through running out of pharmaceutical medications. Uh, she was diagnosed with heavy ADHD, depression, um, I know I'm missing something, but, you know, in that gist, and a lot of doctors throughout the years would tell her that you can't get off these medications, <laughs> like, it's gonna be horrible for you, and she even explains the podcast some side effects of weaning off the medification- medications before she went to Costa Rica, But she talks about how after years of her life being dependent on these drugs, she has recently curated her own recipes from plant medicine that have completely taken her off these pharmaceuticals. Uh, She talks about her new brand, which she just launched. I'm so excited for her. You guys are going to have to check it out. I'll link all the stuff in the description below, but we also touch a lot on a lot of other relevant topics, and it's definitely time for me to stop rambling. I know you guys are going to enjoy this one. Listen in. Hi. Hi. Welcome back, Callie.
0: Thank you. I'm glad to have I'm you so back. excited to be For this back. little
1: part two. It's been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so last episode, we really got into this whole transition that you went through um, of going from party sorority, alcoholic to, (laughs) let's be honest, um, to spiritual guru, holistic health queen. And so we left off on the note of you were still in Arizona. You just graduated college and you're figuring out like your new values, like what is your values and what's this driving force of feeling more whole in your life and more aligned. And then I really want to get into what this Costa Rica trip was.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. Right. So actually so we'll backtrack a little in order to understand what was the deciding factor or what kind of led me to feel the desire to go. Um, so while I was going through this transition period kind of right when I when COVID was all happening and I was stuck in my dad's tiny little apartment. I was feeling so trapped, I think, in this state of emotions that I wanted to run as far away from my reality as I possibly could get. <laughs> and I had actually studied abroad my junior year of college, which was like one of the most fun periods of my life. And I've always reminisced on that time of Where'd just to London okay. and tra- then traveled all through Europe. So that was like my first experience traveling and it was wildly different than anything I've experienced now because the sole focus of it was like drinking, partying, being crazy wild. Study abroad free. London I didn't even girl. study ever once. Right. No <laughs> study abroad kid really does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but just that of being that I was in there, even if it was toxic, I felt so alive and so free and that kind of exploration and adventure and um, yeah, like newness and curiosity for life was attracting me again. And I think it was just my higher self trying to show me that there is more out there than this space that I felt stuck in. And I felt like a huge desire. Yeah, I think initially it was running away from my reality, but it has turned into something much greater. And at the time, I was doing lots of yoga, like I said, and I was looking into ways to go to yoga retreats. But because of the state of the world, everything was closed down and none of these yoga retreats were actually happening. So then I started looking into like online yoga teacher trainings, which is... So it started as a desire to travel and do some kind of holistic reset... And then I thought, well, if I can't travel and do it, then why don't I just do it here? Like something to get my mind to focus on something different, in a sense, that's allowing me to grow and more align myself with these values that I was considering. So I, I enrolled that. in an online yoga teacher training.
1: You know what and I love about that? Sorry to interrupt. No, is that it's a lot of people are like, okay wow, I can't do this. And so it feels like it's like a backtrack Mm -hmm. when really like there's other steps you can take to get yourself there. And it might be not the step that you initially wanted to take, but it's a step in the right direction. And going to get there you're going to get to that point that you right. want to get to you just have to take this step first
0: and i think too we all have a tendency to wait for the perfect moment to change like wait until something looks all shiny and packaged with a red bow in order to take the opportunity to make change but really you have to make the change in according to what your situation is in every moment it doesn't have to be presented with a big shiny bow it has to be Like what is your willingness to change? And at this point in my life, I was willing to do anything and I was ready to um, focus on something that allowed me to grow and to evolve and to more be aligned with these values that I was um, creating for myself. So as I started to focus on that, I was opened to this whole floodgate of philosophy and understanding the depths of yoga. Because what a lot of people don't know about yoga is that it is backed by an ancient science of philosophy and what I really consider ancient technology into this state of conscious awareness. And something that I didn't even know I was going to be learning about when I signed up for this yoga teacher training. I thought it was going to be about postures. And that's what most people go to yoga understanding about yoga is just the asana practice, which is actually only one-eighth of the eight-limbed path of yoga. Interesting. Which is a whole nother story for a completely different (laughs) day because it goes deep into what that even means. But getting that chance to dive deeper into a realm of philosophy was something that I never had the chance to do. And trying to understand the inner workings of this conscious and subconscious mind, which were two terms that weren't ever really part of my reality until taking this training and although it was online i think it was a very different experience than doing it in person which i've actually now done at this point too so currently in the
1: story we are in arizona taking online, online. yoga teacher classes yes so
0: still in arizona this is covid times probably around october or november of 2020 and um yeah so it. It sent me into this really deep dive of wanting to learn. And all of a sudden, I opened up this gate of this whole new desire. And what is now one of my biggest values is this desire to grow through learning and filling myself up with knowledge and understanding of the potential of human existence, really. And like what our minds and our brains and our consciousness is capable of, capable of. And I think that comes from understanding what it is and understanding these different methods of learning and believing too so yeah it sent me into this rabbit hole really now which i'm still in of just wanting to really uncover the different ways of perception of our consciousness and different methods of holistic healing because then i realized that yoga is only one of the lots of sciences (laughs) that are available out there and that are practiced in indigenous cultures and this is just one philosophy anyways so this opportunity to learn just opened up a door of me desiring to continue to explore what else there was out there to learn and for me to be of interest in and this desire to travel came back around after my yoga teacher training so I wanted to find a new like direction to traveling and something that I could study or learn at first it was yoga of course but since I finished the yoga training there I wanted to find something else that maybe I could pair with yoga and then kind of redirect my life and my career in a way that was going to follow this holistic path of healing and I did a lot of research, I even thought about going to school in Hawaii, that was kind of my vision at this point, was going to a kind of integrative health school in Hawaii. Right. And that was a lot of money, to go to like an actual university, and I also didn't feel that learning in a classroom setting was really my jive and it wasn't something that really excited me when I thought about the logistics of that but I knew I wanted to keep learning and then I really couldn't even tell you the story of how I came across this but I stumbled upon a herbalism workshop that was in Costa Rica. It was a five day introduction to herbalism workshop actually I just remembered how I stumbled upon this one of my favorite youtubers at the time sky life she um, made a video in this community called Punta Mona in Costa Rica and I was like whoa what is that place I want to go there and so I looked up this community in Costa Rica Punta Mona and opportunities how I was gonna get to go there And they were having a five-day herbalism immersion, like, introduction to herbalism. And I was like, yeah, that's it. I'm going to go there. I'm going to study herbalism. And through my time at the farmer's market, I had been introduced to this herbal medicine, natural medicine, and had been um, exploring that world a little bit on my own through taking herbal medicine tinctures. And so I was like, okay, I didn't really know anything about herbalism other than that, and I. but I was ready. I was going to go. Right, and right. So if I was going to do it, I wasn't just going to stay for five days. I was going to take, like, a sabbatical from work and go on this three-week journey of what I thought was self-discovery. Right. And then my plan was to come back and then start focusing, redirecting my career, at least as a side hustle, to yoga and herbalism. Right. And... Then when I, so I planned this three-week trip. I even had so a flight back. So, story short. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got to Costa Rica. I got introduced to this new realm of nomadic living. That's where I first got awoken to this lifestyle and community living. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going home. So, three weeks turned into three months. Yep. And the only reason I came home after three months is because my visa expired. Yeah,
1: yeah. Costa Rica is like this magical land. Mm. It is actually magical. Yeah,
0: and you know, that's something that wasn't even in my vocabulary then. Like, n- understanding the energetic potency of land wasn't in my conscious well, awareness.
1: <laughs> you hate to say it because it's just so close-minded to say it, but it just sounds like BS a yeah bit. it sounds
0: a little bit taboo taboo <laughs>
1: and then you get there and you don't like you're like
0: what what, what is and then feeling? stuff
1: just keeps happening yeah. and feelings keep pouring in mm-hmm. you're like oh
0: shit mm-hmm. like this is legit yeah. yeah I remember too like my intention going there was to open my heart Right. And in that sense, it was like opening my heart to self-love, opening my heart to new experiences, opening my heart to new emotions, these kinds of things. And while wow, my heart got ripped wide open, like, and I think it was because, of course, I allowed myself to be in such a vulnerable state where I was ready for this transformation and If you put that intention out and then go to the energetic, some energetic land like this, like you are going to receive exactly what you ask for, and in some way you have to be careful what you ask for because it will come in full force, and it may not be in the way that you were expecting. Oh, oh! I got
1: robbed in Costa Rica. (laughs) Like actually, in the middle of my the night, a guy came into our place and stole our stuff and money. Wow! And it just like I think that we were asking for it a bit yeah like we were just asking for the wrong stuff yeah and definitely. we were just like in our minds we were like because stuff just wasn't really going our way at that week <laughs> and so your mind is kind of focused on like oh stuff isn't going our way so right. stuff continued to not to go, go our way you focus on the negative
0: energy right and attract it back. no yeah the,
1: the the potency of that energy is just like Extremely strong there. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, but
1: yeah. continuing on, so
0: you find this herbal remedy life, this holistic living life, and then. Yeah, so the place I was at was actually a permaculture farm and food forest, and the mission of this place was to become self sustaining in a sense where they could feed the community and do it all from organic farming and permaculture, which is like a systems approach to farming. I won't go into the details of that because that's a whole nother topic, but it's, yeah, it's a very amazing magical place. It's very secluded. It's completely off-grid, completely reliant on all natural resources like water and electricity. We use, used solar electricity and stored, catch and stored rainwater. So it was a complete, completely different style of living, something that I've never experienced growing up in the city of Scottsdale, Arizona, where water is accessible at the turn of a top no matter what. And yeah, this much more slow-paced, mindful lifestyle. Like, we were living in the middle of the jungle. The only way to get there was a 20-minute boat ride or a two-and-a-half-hour hike into the National Forest. So That's this... crazy. It was a very huge transition for me. Even I remember, like, the boat ride coming in, and it was pouring rain, and I just felt this shift happening within my body of, I think it was, like, a release of a lot of things, but also just, I had no idea what to expect, and... (laughs) So it was just kind of like a surrendering to the process and whatever was going to unfold because at this point I was not in control.
1: (laughs) Right, no, totally. I remember uh, stepping into Costa Rica. The first few hours, Mm -hmm. absolutely hysterical. We were totally, we were just like, oh (laughs) my God, we are here for four weeks and this is nuts. And how did I get here? How (laughs) did we get here? Yeah, Yeah, but it was totally like a... It was a scared, but it was also very much like, I'm excited to step into this. Like yeah. this is a whole new thing that's gonna happen. It's here. funny you
0: mentioned that feeling of being scared because when I first like embarked on this journey and like made the initial Instagram post of like, I'm leaving for three weeks, there were so many people who were like, "Oh, I'm so proud of you And like aren't you scared? Like that's so scary, that's such a big move. And for me it felt so natural. It was like this is what I am supposed to be doing yeah. and I'm so excited. Like right. of course there's always feelings of anxiety that come from leaving. Like actually I was just reflecting in the way over here. I leave tomorrow to go back to Guatemala and I still carry this same feeling of anxiety each time I leave because I'm always stepping into such an unknown space of anything could happen good or bad or ugly you know and there's just this sense of surrender and this release of control that I have to kind of give in when I step into these spaces so
1: um I really want to step more into this herbal remedy stuff Mm -hmm. I want to get into more like sciencey stuff of it Okay, so you get to this place and you're just awestruck by it. You're so deep in this permaculture thing now. I mean, you're not so deep, but, like, you're scratching the surface Mm -hmm. and you're like, wow, this is something I'm really interested in. And then you obviously, we've talked about this, you were on pharmaceutical drugs at the time and you only brought enough for your trip. You're only supposed to be here for three weeks. It turned into three months. How did you deal with that? So, yes, this was
0: what really... I think caused me to go so deep so quick into the herbalism path because like you said, well, we'll start here. I was on antidepressants, SSRIs. I was taking Adderall for anxiety and I was taking birth control. Wow. And all three of those things, I only brought, like you said, a three week supply. And um, so while I was at the farm, this three week supply was running out quickly, but throughout the introduction to herbalism class, we learned about substitutes for these pharmaceutical drugs. And I had had this really strong desire before through my holistic journey to get off of these pharmaceuticals, but even the doctor would tell me that you, I basically can't get off antidepressants by myself, especially not, and that it's like dangerous. And so I never did, or even really tried. And then what?: I hate pharmaceutical I companies for that. And actually, I'd like to mention, too, that before this, every time I would like, let's say I didn't refill my prescription in time and I went one day without taking my antidepressants, or I didn't forgot to take it, or whatever the case may be, I would experience really strong episodes of disassociation, where almost as if I was walking beside myself throughout the day and I could feel this separation between like my physical and energetic body almost in a really uncomfortable way and I wasn't sure how to navigate this at all like I would feel so anxious and so like I wasn't in my physical body basically and I would also have these really extreme extremely weird I don't even know how else to explain them like brain zaps like I would feel something like it's almost like there was a short circuit in my brain like right and it would make me feel so uncomfortable like obviously there was something chemically wrong inside of my body when I did not take this medication which just shows how bad they are for you right and like I said on the last episode I believe like these pharmaceuticals or this antidepressant specifically made me only feel such a short range of emotions. Right. I could go really deep into the science behind why this happens, but we'll save that also for another day. <laughs> More is shaking her head up. <laughs> <laughs> so basically this situation caused me to go into a different rabbit hole of how am I going to substitute these pharmaceutical drugs with natural herbs to wean myself off of the pharmaceutical drugs. It's
1: so scary as a Westerner <clears throat> to do that too.
0: And yeah, that's the thing is I was struck with almost like resistance because of all the times I was told that it's not possible. Right. But I had no choice. Like, I mean, yeah, I guess I could have gone home, but that was not a choice in my reality. (laughs) So with the help of some of my teachers and mentors and other practicing herbalists at the farm I was living at and Guru Google, I was researching how what herbs that we had available that we were growing in our gardens and that also were in our apothecary that I could use to help wean myself off these medicines. And luckily I thought about it at an early enough stage that I was able to start while taking the herb and the medicine. So I was started with about probably a handful of herbs. So I had three herbs for sure that I would give credit to being the most beneficial in this journey. They were holy basil, lemon balm and go to cola Yeah,
1: which i will link in the or like link in the bio below what those are how they're spelled and then along with like the books and other things that we reference throughout these podcasts
0: amazing yeah so um yeah so in with throughout that research i found these three plant allies that i started working with very closely and creating a relationship with Before I completely ran out of the medicines and by the time I ran out of them and I was consistently taking the plants I Experienced zero symptoms of withdrawal. I never once experienced these this disassociation or the brain stops and I felt Stable, like I felt like my anxiety symptoms of my anxiety had dissipated, and um, the go-to cola I was using actually as like a brain enhancer. uh, It helps with focus, right? And um, yeah, like I was able to focus. And granted, I was also in a completely different environment without so much stimulation and without so much distraction. You were
1: super grounded with like your feet are always on the earth. Exactly, yeah.
0: yeah, and. Yeah, it was very serene and quiet and the environment was perfect for this. So I will also credit that to be part of why this worked so smoothly for me. But that process allowed me to create this really deep relationship with a handful of herbs from which I then used... To create the formulas that I used when I launched my own herbalism, my own herbal medicine brand while I was living in Costa Rica almost a year later. Right. And I actually was able to source the same herbs or harvest the same herbs from this community that I was living at and some of the plants I even planted the seeds to grow these herbs. And this was almost a year later. I was no longer living in the community, but I was living outside of the community in a small town and harvested these herbs and then made the medicine and was able to sell it in some health food stores in the uh, town that I was living in. Wow. Yeah, so it really went full circle with that. And I would say, especially with my experience in herbalism, and I think this is really important too for a lot of people, especially if you have an interest in starting this path to build relationships with plants, is the best place to start is by creating a relationship with plants that can benefit the way that you're feeling in your experience. Right. Because the only way to really acknowledge if these plants are working for you is to have the symptom yourself Mm. and for me the way that i work with plants and the realm of plants that i know because there's millions of plants that you could know but i only know a handful that i've worked with personally and that have truly changed my existence because of the way that i feel now in my body with regards to the support of these plant allies so this remedy that you made first
1: of all wow 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 it's so hard to for a lot of people even grow their own plants keep their own plants alive but for you to grow these herbs like yourself is just absolutely insane and amazing and then on top of it creating your own remedies that seems like a hard task in itself because I know a lot goes into kind of extracting that from the plants mm-hmm. and putting it into those bottles and so on and so on and then on top of that you need to like understand the formula of like oh I'm gonna put this much in and I'm gonna put this much in and like because you can overdo it with those Mm -hmm. herbs sometimes like that makes the person not feel good Mm -hmm. like taking too much iron like a basic supplement people take if you take too much iron it can make you very nauseous queasy dizzy Mm -hmm. so on so on but that's super awesome that you have that ability capability now but so you have created this own brand which what's it called it's called medicina de pachamama
0: Which means medicine of the earth. Okay, and that's just that remedy alone. Well, that's the brand. I have five different um, formulas, actually, for that brand, which is only sold in one store in... Puerto Viejo, Costa Rica. So it's not like it's uh, something that is completely out there, right. but it's an eventual goal to have an apothecary or some way that I can be of service to my community by having an herbal medicine line. Right.
1: Um, if you just want to run us through like, what's the name of this brand? And then maybe the name of each remedy and a sentence that would really describe what each one does.
0: Okay, perfect. So I'm actually looking at the formulation list that I wrote (laughs) back when I made this brand, but the brand itself is called Medicina de Pachamama, which is medicine of the earth in Spanish. And that's probably a name I would stick with if I did this again and was able to have more widespread people. Um, The first one that I actually forgot to mention when I mentioned the plant allies I was using Um, I was also struggling with really bad acne due to hormone imbalance. And um, I used this plant ally, blue vervain as a way to regulate my hormones, which actually completely cleared up my acne. Wow. And um, yeah, so the first one is called Hormone Balance, and it's the combination of holy basil, which is an adaptogen. Maybe don't give people your formula. Oh, no. Okay, okay, okay. We don't want yeah, you guys true. knowing all of our secrets. <laughs> okay, yeah. so the, it's called Hormone Balance. Maybe just give them like the one are in there. Well, that was it. Holy basil, does it give the measurement? No, but I'll just say what it's for.
1: (laughs) Okay. Or should I say that? No, yeah, do your thing. Do your thing. I just don't want to give your secrets away if you don't. I
0: mean, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I should share it because then it gives people access to like. No, I totally agree. Okay, okay. I'm totally like gatekeep. (laughs) (laughs) Gatekeep at all costs. (laughs) Okay, so the first one is called hormone balance. It's holy basil and blue vervain, and it's formulated to help the body adapt to stress reduce anxiety and balance hormones and i put these two together because in the sense of balancing hormones it was like women's female reproductive Mm. hormones and holy basil um, regulates your stress hormones which come from your adrenal glands so together it's like a full body reset and kind of bringing your body back to homeostasis so that all of your hormone systems are only pushing out hormones when needed right your skin's absolutely glowing super clear super soft not a touch of texture on it thank you yeah i have some other secrets to share about that too but (laughs) the next one is called calm mind and this wasn't an original one that i used but it became one of my plant allies um, while living at the farm. Which and
1: has to do a lot with your ADHD, is it?
0: Yes, so it's the passion flower, which is actually the flower before the fruit of a passion fruit. So I'm sure, or maybe people don't know, but before a fruit comes a flower. And this is passion flower, and it's a very, very potent medicine, actually one of my favorites. It's the most beautiful flower I've ever seen. And this one was just passionflower formulated to reduce the activity of the mind to calm anxiety and ease symptoms of ADHD. For some people, it can be experienced a little bit sedative, but it depends on you and the way that your body reacts to this plant. For me, it was actually energizing and it really did help balance out those symptoms of um, ADHD. The next one is for energy and brain health, and it was Moringa Go To Cola and Holy Basil. And this one is Moringa is very, it's like a superfood for it, so it's very stimulating in your body, giving you energy go to colis focused on the longevity of your brain health and holy basil again is that adaptogen that helps you adapt to stress
1: so moringa when i was in costa rica was huge yes it's everywhere it's everywhere there and i've never heard of it before to be honest and i go there and within the first week or two i start getting all these bumps on my arms and chest these red bumps and i'm blessed i Uh don't really have many skin issues i mean Uh i have sensitive skin but i take care of it pretty decently, but, like, I hate to say it, guys, everyone's gonna be like, (laughs) but, uh, I use bar soap to wash my face. I use, like, uh, this super, like, tea tree, Uh um, like, Holistic bar soap. Just I support
0: this. Right. Use bar soap to wash your face. Everyone. <laughs> no. <laughs> Public service okay.
1: announcement. Oh my god! Uh, I told my friend that who like just has, not
0: Dove. Right.
1: Not Dove. I <laughs> except I started with Dove oh when I was a teenager. I'd use Dove and it a charm. Yeah. So I'm definitely not saying You're I'm blessed. like yeah. I'm not like I'm not like other girls. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I have always prided myself on I have really nice skin mm-hmm. and when I go there, and I'm supposed to be living my best life in Costa Rica, all these bumps start forming on my skin. I uh, freaked out. I couldn't stop bringing it up in conversation. I was Mm -hmm. like, guys, what is this? How do I deal with this? Blah, blah, blah. And this one guy at this Costa Rican farmer's market was like, try this moringa oil. Uh Within Uh literally two days, gone. Like, I would just rub the oil on, a little drop or two, bam, boom, gone. Mm And I was like, oh my god.
0: Yeah, moringa is a magic magic medicine i also like my favorite thing there was a moringa tree actually right outside where i was living and i would always eat the leaves right off the tree and they're so amazing they have kind of like a spicy flavor yeah and i'd be like this is my red bull (laughs) (laughs) just straight fresh moringa leaves (laughs) But anyways, so the next formula is menstrual magic. And this one, actually, I did not create myself. It was already created, but I bottled it. So I kind of cheated, but it was an amazing um, formula that wasn't getting used. And so I just decided to offer it to the community and it was formulated. Oh, it's sage, lavender and raspberry leaf. This is like a very, very feminine energy. Like these are very potent medicines and we're... Formulated to smooth symptoms of PMS, ease cramping, reduce inflammation, and induce relaxation in sleep. So that's very important. The lavender is very calming, relaxing, and it could be very sedative. So it wasn't like an everyday menstrual support, it was more so like nighttime mm. calming down, relaxing, feminine energy vibes. And the final one. Is easy digestion, which was sweet mint and lemon balm, which was formulated to aid in digestion and reduce bloating. And this is a problem I, or uh, something I struggled with while I was living in community because we were eating the most delicious vegan meals that were uh, very farm fresh and in very large quantities. And yeah, so helping aid my digestion and bloating was very important for me because I struggled a lot with this. Right. Um, Yeah, I experienced a lot of bloating due to overeating.
1: Which have you been eating the
0: Western diet recently? Okay, so for about... I mean, really since then, I stopped all kinds of really processed foods and started one of my values was gaining this awareness of what I was putting into my body and how it then affect me on a physical, emotional, mental level. It's huge. And yes, especially, I mean, everybody's different, but for me, I experienced it a lot. And one of the things that is studied or learned about in yoga is like this aspect of our five energetic bodies. The first one in the most dense body is the food body. So in order to even get inward into come to a state of conscious awareness or like reach the state of meditation or enlightenment you have to completely move through this food body and in that sense it's like you are what you eat like that saying that people talk about and it's so true it
1: is no joke and if
0: your energetic body is heavy and filled with all of these processed foods or fried foods or this kind of western diet it's really hard to break through that food body to get to the next realms right and so i've been very consciously aware of the things that i've been putting into my body since then and i would say it's it's much harder for me when i come home to be surrounded by such dense opportunity to go back into old patterning especially with my family and friends and old habits um so there was a long time where i did not eat processed foods and as of recently i've been traveling through mexico and been in some situations of very rural areas where i didn't have much of a choice or an option to choose anything other than what was available which unfortunately was very processed foods and um, yeah so i'm actually right now kind of cleansing my body again and trying to get back into um, this practice of eating things that are nourishing to my body and with that being said like it's always a back and forth and there that comes in that element of forgiveness too and balance because being so strict on yourself is sometimes detrimental to your situation and is not possible in certain environments and so I think just that level of balance and that acceptance and ability to come back to your values once you've strayed away from them is super important yeah i think the whole food thing people forget
1: it's more of a value rather than like i don't even know how to put it but i feel like a lot of people it's a privilege right total privilege and i think people get really caught up in the fact of like I'm eating because I want my body to feel this way, mm-hmm. when really you should be like, I'm eating because I want my mind to feel this totally. way.
0: Totally, and it's all connected. Right. And that's literally what yoga is, too, is the union between the mind and the body. And I think that's what has helped me with gain this perspective and understanding of that, too, is through the practice of yoga, for sure. Right. I think also, too, there was a point where I was very... Um, judgmental. I mean, being in an environment of growing and eating total organic food and having this become a lifestyle, I became a little bit judgmental towards people who didn't do that. Totally. Or like, oh my gosh, I'm only going to eat organic. And right. like since then, I've gained this awareness of that being a total privilege and also understanding that organic food is also just a label right and there's a lot of ways that we are like lied to in the food corporation in the big industries that tell us that it's organic food and it's actually not it's just meeting these certain requirements and in that sense like also i'm privileged to even have the awareness or the information or the access to the information that shows me what the difference is between organic and non-organic and these things that i've really taken a step back and kind of released my ego about and um, gained a new perspective over how that really is a privilege and spending so much time and living in different indigenous cultures and villages and small towns and going to different rural areas with no access to vegetables let alone organic ones it showed me how this truly is a privilege
1: um yeah going off of that I so I'm a nutritional entrepreneurship student at ASU and a lot of what I've been studying this past semester is that privilege of having that accessible food and so on and so on um and so when I first started this nutrition journey I was totally like I'm doing this and then people I don't know I was like looking at people like why are you Mm -hmm. choosing to eat that like why are you doing that and then as I grew it's kind of like oh you're just kind of conditioned to think that way like I was conditioned to think that way in this point in my life I was able to do this this and this but um moving past that uh you were are doing all this traveling with your business your herbal remedies and teaching people about this holistic health but for the most part at the moment you're being taught a lot more than you're Mm -hmm. teaching even though like you have a ton of knowledge on this subject and you have this business growing with it you still are in this process of learning Mm -hmm. but as we talked about earlier you were like okay i'm getting taught all this stuff about where all this was based But in the U.S., as we just talked about, a lot of the stuff isn't accessible or isn't really, like, talked about. And there's not a lot of knowledge on it. And so you want to bring it back into the U.S. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, I don't know. Do you want to touch on that a bit?
0: Yeah, I think that's a really important point is that all of this or our lack of awareness surrounding these things comes from our conditioning growing up in this society of America. Like... There is big food industries and corporations that are controlling the food that we eat, as well as if you watch television, the 90% of the commercials on TV are for fast food and pharmaceuticals. So what is that subconsciously programming into your brain? And there is such a lack of awareness of, first of all, the ingredients that are in food and how those can harm your body. And the awareness that people have is to count calories, but really the calories don't matter. It's about the ingredients in the food and how those can affect your hormone misbalances and how the diseases inside of your body are being caused from the ingredients inside right. of your food. And this is, an awareness that i've gained from living in different permaculture communities where the food is being grown and this is like a very huge topic of conversation surrounding organic farming and the benefits of that and yeah. restoring the soil in the earth and these different topics that aren't talked about don't in the get common me started
1: on the soil <laughs> yeah. don't get me started
0: but these are topics that aren't <laughs> talked about in the normal day-to-day life of an american and just like you were saying... Like or you're
1: judged a lot if yeah, you do totally. want to talk about it. There's yeah. a lot of judgment behind the subject. And
0: a lot of misunderstanding too because... Yeah. these, The thing is, is these corporations and big industries don't want you to know. Yeah. They don't want you to understand. They want to continue to lower your vibrational energy so that you can't come into this full state of consciousness because then you're in control of yourself. Right. And what they want is to be in control of right. you. And this is where like the idea and the mission of my business wild and sovereign comes from because i have a goal of helping you reclaim sovereignty over your own mind which means to be in control of your own mind body and soul by understanding the things that you are consuming either physically or or like through food or Mm -hmm. items or the media, people, environments, how they're affecting your body on a physical and emotional and mental and spiritual level. And all of the things like you're saying, I'm I'm still in the student role. I'm still learning and I will forever be a student. But with that comes this desire to travel and learn these different ways of holistic healing that are being carried by indigenous cultures from all over the world. And then come back to the States or to the Western world and share this knowledge with people who don't have access to that information. Right. In a way, like I believe that holistic healing is your own personal journey and there's nobody that could do it for you. There's nobody that you could influence because it's so subjective to your own experience that even like this... Um, movement towards life coaches and thing like no shame no hate i've had a life coach i even have an online course that people might consider life coaching but i think that there's no one model that you can follow totally and in my Perception I believe that what I can do is give you the tools that you of practices that you maybe would have never known existed so that you can use them to help supplement your own holistic healing journey rather than saying, This is the way. Yeah, yeah. Because there is no one way. Yeah.
1: I think that if anyone wants to get also in touch with any of these subjects my guy Netflix has, like, yeah. a vendetta against the government <laughs> yeah, with all truly, this stuff. Yeah, truly. I'm
0: <laughs> surprised they're still in business.
1: Right? <laughs> they have so many documentaries being like, by the way, there's this, this, and this, and this is how the government is absolutely tricking you. Right. And
0: it's like, Yeah, I'm actually shit. been really impressed. Like, there was a while where I haven't had access to Netflix because of not having internet, and like coming back to the states and scrolling through next netflix i'm shocked by the things that they have on there that are so
1: have you seen the one about soil
0: no oh dude. It?
1: Oh man I, I i'm gonna put it in the bio of okay. this or whatever description there's also
0: one now about plant like um mushrooms yeah plant medicine well no a new one it's called how to change your mind it's about mdma lsd peyote yeah, ayahuasca no,
1: there's a ton of stuff about all of that now the mushroom one um not only like psychedelic mushrooms but regular mushrooms too Mm um there's there's one that came out like a couple months ago and it's all about like hey by the way like the soil is the answer to all climate change and they gave like so much evidence behind everything and the nutrition facts behind all of it Mm -hmm. and all this gist and it's super eye opening. Sea Spiracy. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. That's what made me go.
0: Bro. Sea yeah.
1: Spiracy made me go crazy. I was I know. like, fuck these tuna brands. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like,
0: canned tuna is canned Oh canceled. my god. <laughs> and it was like
1: so much more than you thought it would be. You were like, oh, they're just going to teach you about like this. But then they get into like fish slavery, mm-hmm. fish about slavery, and like they're lying about killing dolphins and the slaughtering of dolphins every day and it's
0: just like it's crazy because i do have like kind of an opposite opinion about all of this too just because this is also like another extreme and i believe that it is part of like this control of a direction against like in another way you know this is also just one way of viewing that right and I know it's like right. messed this up and I know it's not like, right but yeah yeah like I that movie changed my life but I also think it's like kind of like a control aspect like yeah. you okay now you have to go all the way this way it's like left yeah. or right you know like yeah. if you're not all the way right then you have to be all the way left but right. like what about in the middle right and I think like being able to create your I own like perception on it instead of following the media because that's that's still the problem we're still under the control of what they want us to believe and see and hear and they're still manipulating us whether it be far left or far right you're still being manipulated without this like ability to create your own opinion and your own perception
1: honestly that's everything i stand for yeah there's just so much in the media right now like just shoving down our throats like hey this is this concept Mm -hmm. like believe in this believe in this right and it's so hard because like say conspiracy like I've never even like like maybe I've thought of those things but I've never seen evidence backed the exactly way that they gave it to me but there's also that other side of it not saying any of that was right mm-hmm. you know I'm not like agreeing with any of it but at the same time it's like wow I don't know
0: yeah and it's like you have to be really careful what movements you want to really follow because there's always two sides and then there's always a third story that's actually right you right, know right and yeah I think it's so interesting but interesting that we got led. Because that's something else, like through this mission that I have through the business Wild and Sovereign, these are other things that I want to expose, like my direction of travel now and the way that I want to learn is by it taking time to experience different traditions of indigenous cultures from all over the world and learn from their methods of holistic healing. And those have led me down the path of plant medicine, experiencing different medicines like ayahuasca and peyote and learning of the powerful healing properties of these plants and That even just solidifies the whole healing powers of all plants and all of nature and how we are so connected and unified with nature. And beyond that, too, just learning from their different ways of perceiving our role of existence here on this earth. We've so overcomplicated our purpose of existence and they have such a simple belief that we're just here to be in a reciprocal relationship with the earth and to give to the earth as much as the earth gives to us. And in that way, it's changed my perspective so much on the things that I consume and the way that I have. My footprint here on this earth and living with more reverence to the sacredness of our existence here on this earth, and how can I be of service to humanity in the sense of, yeah, teaching people this more reciprocity relationship?
1: Gorgeous.
0: (laughs) That was really good. So, in that sense, like, I think a lot of what I have to share is these realms of holistic healing that I'm still learning that I will always be learning but navigating this the duality of the role between student and teacher because right. I will always forever be a student but as within that role of a student I also want to be a teacher yeah you're
1: that and that kind of talks about so our first episode part one of being with you uh we talked about the season of life you're in and you're mm-hmm. kind of like i'm ready to like i'm baby like ready to step into some new stuff right now mm-hmm. and like learn some new things and this teacher thing is going to be really awesome yes, for yes you. yeah you're gonna a lot of people are going to be
0: super grateful for this mm. yes i'm definitely feeling a huge shift to more so embody the teacher role and not to say that i haven't already i've been teaching yoga pretty right. consistently and um but in this sense i want to branch out beyond just that and be able to use everything that i've experienced and all the wisdom i've gained in order to help people on their holistic journey or even just to change the conversation and change the perception of awareness of how we heal ourselves and what like through natural healing too and give um access to more like different ways of healing that are still being practiced from indigenous cultures all over the world
1: So what are some holistic practices that you're ready to teach about and to expose
0: to people more? So the ones that I've narrowed in on so far are of course, yoga, herbalism, fermentation, which is an amazing practice. Fermentation is huge. It's so simple, but it's so important and so powerful to our health. Um, Also, Uh, sacred ceremonies these ceremonies of plant medicine or even just the acknowledgement of the sacredness of our earth through ceremony and that could be in many different forms prayer singing all together in a group this has really transformed my life um yeah i think that's it (laughs) i mean obviously yoga fermentation Sacred Ceremony. Callie has a lot to offer is what we're trying to say. Basically just many realms of holistic healing modalities that I've gained from different indigenous communities all over the world. And I know that that list is going to continue to grow and expand and adapt the further that I travel and the more that I expand my awareness surrounding these different healing methods too.
1: Yeah. Well, everyone is super excited about this. Woo! Woo As am I. (laughs) Um, I think that kind of wraps up our episode
0: Mm -hmm. So my platform is called Wild and Sovereign And at the time that we're filming this podcast I am getting ready to launch it so yeah my website is wild-sovereign.com my instagram is wild and and i hope that you can find me and we can together embark on this holistic healing journey together
1: right i'll absolutely put everything below and thank you guys for joining in
0: yes thank you for listening